I love I love Shira so much, and the intro sounds pretty good. But it also definitely sounds like um, they took an anime intro and just put it in Google Translate, made it English, <laughs> and so it's all of those. Friendship is magic and power, but it just sounds way more cheesy than yeah, it should. Because it's in English. Yeah, 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 yeah. I feel like we shouldn't be um, disgracing the Shira theme song. No, I just said how much I love it, but I am also spitting facts that it sounds <laughs> a little, a little cringe in a good way. <laughs> and like that's, that's and it. it's like yeah, maybe other cartoons. cartoons yeah so the we're notes, finally doing a gay cartoon episode the which notes is... for this episode were titled um sid's peter pan uh, sid's syndrome debilitating peter pan syndrome <laughs> emma thinks that i have peter pan syndrome i, I like don't kids shows. i also like kids shows i think um i think it depends on the kids show like i mean depends we aren't here watching like barney and shit right <laughs> like yeah. so you know i think it depends like these are shows that are you know, they're kind of meant for kids, but they're also very palatable to adults, I would say. I don't know, man. Bubble Guppies is really good. Uh, actually, I did watch that pretty recently. And Paw Patrol. <laughs> no. No? <laughs> Not if you don't stand Chase. <laughs> okay, um, to introduce ourselves. Yeah, let's probably do that. Uh, I'm Emma. Uh, pronouns she, her. I'm bisexual. And my current's um media fixation is the owl house and you'll hear more about that later yes and i'm very happy about that because i was like you should watch the owl house and then she was like isn't that just like kids and i was like but it's so good um and and i am sid i am a non-binary lesbian i have no gender and i love women what more could you want (laughs) in a person hell yeah um did i say my, my pronouns they them did i say that i don't know i think so um my hyperfixation, I watched Kipo in the Age of the Wonder Beasts Woo. for this episode, um, and I'm really into it. I'm still fixated on Hunter Hunter, but I'm doing that thing where I put off finishing it, because if I finish it, I'm going to be depressed, because there's no more of it. Oh, and there never know will be, probably. And there never will be, so... Um, welcome to the life of a shoujo fan, but <laughs> about a shounen for once. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Yeah, so I'm Becca, my pronouns are she, her, um, I'm queer, and my hyperfixation is still, once again, I'm just trying to get through the semester. That's what I've been grinding on. So a lot of Genshin Impact and a lot of, um, yeah, that's it. Um, I guess my <laughs> hyperfixation is watching Sid get through Hunter Hunter. I, I love Hunter Hunter. Um, so I've just kind of been kind of like living my life vicariously through them. And we're actually both wearing Hunter Hunter shirts today. So I'm the odd one out today. We did yeah. plan it. This wasn't a coincidence. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. planned that? Yeah. <laughs> It's because they wanted to see my shirt. They knew I had a Kilowa shirt, and they hadn't seen it yet, so. Yeah. <laughs> you guys want to look at my high school newspaper shirt? No. Oh. The register. Lame. Okay. <laughs> um, mine was the black and white, so. Mm. All right, so today is our gay cartoon episode. Gay cartoon. Gay cartoons. Um, yeah, we have a one, two, three, four, five, six. Six, six gay cartoons to talk about with you. That's a lot. <laughs> Are we doing ASMR? That's Becca's 7-Up. Anyway, so... Hell yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you all enjoy the sweet sounds of Becca opening her 7-Up. Yo, I could go for a 7-Up right now. Yeah, so we were sort of thinking we could talk about these gay cartoons in chronological order um, because they sort of have a legacy that builds off of each other. Oh. 
Yeah, I have notes. Sid has, Sid has typed notes. Yeah. Um, so first off, The Legend of Korra. Woo! That was the first, was it? It was. Of our list? Yeah, on our list. I mean, if our listeners have any other gay cartoons that came out before then, I would love to know. But this was the first, like, really more mainstream one. Gay yeah. Betty Boop? Gay Betty, was it canon? Probably not. I okay. Not, no. Okay. Um, <laughs> but yeah, The Legend of Korra um, is the sequel to Avatar The Last Airbender. Which when followed, did it come out? Um, the last season aired in 2014. Got it. So it was like 2011 mm-hmm. to 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, it follows Avatar Korra, who's super cool, super buff. Buff. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I love her so much. Um, yeah. yeah, we love Korra. Um, and she has a little, a little, some, a little fling with little angsty firebender Mako, who is um, my king and husband. Yes, what? we, lo- we oh do love. Oh my Mako. god, no! Okay, they we're ruined his likability. That's not his fault. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> it is his fault because it's his entire character. But we'll, we'll no, discuss that off the air. Yeah, <laughs> um, not the Mako discourse. Um. Anyway. Yeah, but, um, so the queer rep in this show is, at the very end of the show, um... We're talking last five minutes. Like, literally, not, <laughs> not last even two five. minutes. Yeah, it yeah. It's like, they're at a wedding, I'm not gonna say who unless, I mean, okay, whatever. It's, uh, a wedding, and Asami and Korra are talking, and... Asami's like, I'm really glad that you're not dead because I would be sad if you were dead and my dad was dead too. How romantic. And Korra's like, I'm sorry I didn't be here for the last three years when I had depression. And Asami's like, you're here now. And then they smile at each other. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, we should take a vacation. And then Asami's like, I've always wanted to visit the spirit world. And Korra's like, sounds perfect. And then they walk into the spirit world holding hands. Holding hands, Mm -hmm. very important. um, Holding hands. Uh, and then they turn to face each other, and the show is over. And the show ends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's the last you get next show. <laughs> no, there's always more. Um, so, yeah, I had a few things I wanted to mention about mm-hmm. this. First of all, that season of The Legend of Korra did not air on Nickelodeon. Um, it only aired online because uh, the studio hated Korra, and they, they hated women. Oh, that was, women, that was yeah. Nick, right? Yep, Nickelodeon. Yes. Um, and then, so at the time that it happened in 2014, I wasn't a Korra fan, but I've done some like back digging mm-hmm. um, ever since then. And so when that did happen, um, Brike, Brian Konetsko and Michael DiMartino, um, the creators of The Legend of Korra, they had a whole Tumblr post um, basically saying that like, yes, um, Korasami is canon. That's what this means. Mm-hmm. Really just, I would guess to calm the 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 questions and the wonderings yeah and then um in 2000 i believe this came out in 2018 so like four years 2017 yeah so then in 2017 um the first cora comics come out and on page uh 12 no 13 they kiss Mm -hmm. um cora and asami kiss so it is very canon they're in the spirit world you're you're pointing out um the diagram as if we couldn't see the very large image of them no i appreciate it i I do they're 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 holding hands Uh there's some eye contact which we which is the gayest part the gayest part a small smile she's a small smile and then she says this has been a wonderful few days and asami says the best. And I can't do an Asami voice because that voice actress is on another level. I don't think I um, remember what a voice sounds. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I, I would have no clue even how to do that. Uh, I guess before we talk about the comics, do we want to talk about 
what we think about the representation in the show itself first because yeah. that was definitely yes. a lot more widely viewed absolutely. than i would say the comics have been yes absolutely just um the comic the comics i think are important because they really solidify mm-hmm. um the rep but yeah they, they have it one want to talk about the show yeah um i'll be honest i didn't watch legend of korra until this most recent winter break so 2020 Yo, same. Um, because i had never technically finished avatar the last airbender i think i'd watched 90 percent of it when i was younger and then i never finished it because i don't think streaming really was as huge then or i didn't have as much access to it that makes so sense. i i finished it um this winter break during like a a binge of all media uh, that was the same time I watched Hunter Hunter, so I was just, <laughs> I was on a real binge there, and then I watched straight after, like the next second after I finished Avatar, I was so empty that I started Legend of Korra, and of course it's fantastic, it's great, but I also started it knowing that Korra Sami's canon, mm-hmm. and I was um really waiting for that, and I ended and up waiting wait until the last two minutes. Yeah. Um, you wait and, for a long time for them to even be friends. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and also like the. I would say they didn't build in a relationship between them. It's more like they threw it in at the end, Mm -hmm. and then they gave us the comics, which is fantastic. And, Mm -hmm. of course, I love them together, but not based off of what I've seen in the show. Based Mm -hmm. on what I've seen in the show, I was like, I don't know, I'm still kind of feeling Mako, or I'm still feeling like anyone else, or maybe (laughs) I'm feeling Korra being by herself. Korra could just be by herself, Like, I just, I, they were... I don't think they wrote in any romantic tension between Korra and Asami. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of frustrating because it felt more like just throwing in queer rep for the sake of queer rep. And it was so ambiguous at the end mm-hmm. that so many people it's were arguing. queer rep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, they were like, oh, well, they're just girl besties. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and so it was really frustrating um, in that regard. But uh, I know the comics do a much better job. And so I'm glad that those came out. I just think that... You know, if you're looking for a gay show to watch, like, Korra's probably not the gayest. No. It, it almost feels... I think you're right when you say it sounds like they didn't even write in, like, a gay relationship. It feels, even unto that end, like, that last episode, mm-hmm. that they are genuinely friends. And then three years later, someone was like, let's make them gay in a comic, but it'll be, like, the same marketing, so it'll be canon. Yeah. yeah, and another thing about The Legend of Korra is that the studios did, like, screw them over a lot, so mm-hmm. they originally thought they were only going to have one season, mm-hmm. so season one is written as, a, as its own thing, and then they're like, oh, we'll give you another season, and they're like, okay, cool, we'll make a season two. And that's why season two is like that. Yeah. That's why season two is <laughs> like, like that. So, and then um, I think they got season three and four renewed together, but then the ratings for season three weren't as good, so they didn't air season four on the air. Mm-hmm. So, and it's also, it's got a lot of pacing issues and writing issues in general you mean like um, that time where they just skipped three years well Cora had depression did you want to see her be depressed for three years kind of i mean <laughs> we we saw bella do it for many months that well it wasn't actual months in the show i guess anyway um yes they it is so it's not like the show is perfect and then they just threw in mm-hmm. a queer couple um none of the relationships are written oh no super they're well. all bad yeah i i saw that as well i thought all of the relationships were pretty poorly done with the exception of um the couple who got married i love them oh wow. I, I mean varick that was insane i mean yes, there, that, that was, was, it was it was crazy but i would say it's one of the best best written ones in the show <laughs> yeah and that's really saying something yeah. <laughs> that is saying yeah but um i mean again overall i love it i love that there is representation but like i have to admit 
if I'm just going off the show, I'm not a big Korosami shipper or anything. I'm not like, oh, look, they're making eye contact. Because they do it, like, twice ever in the show. Like, it's not really yeah. a big a big thing. And that was me going in with the expectation of them ending up together. I yeah. still didn't mm-hmm. see it as much as I thought I would. Or, mm-hmm. like, again, I'm, I'm usually a big shipper of things. And I just didn't see it. But obviously, it's canon, and that's great. And I'm sure if I read the comics, I would have a pretty different view on the relationship. Yeah, I the comics aren't like amazing. Like in both of the trilogies, Asami gets kidnapped, so she's not oh, there. Why is she, she's what's not this there. King Kong thing going yeah, on. Yeah, so she's not like there. But sorry, Mario, your princess is in a different castle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like that's not great. And I feel like it, it. The the comics to me feel a lot like what uh, JKR did with Dumbledore, mm. where there's a lot of like queer background stuffed in here that you do not see you're flipping to the exact right page yep. said oh yeah i just saw that on instagram earlier yeah today. the one yeah. so there's this there's this scene in the comics where asami and Korra are hanging out on air temple island which is also a really beautiful panel by the way this yeah is, that's gorgeous the art, i love the art in these comics mm-hmm. um and kaya shows up and she was like i was hoping i'd run into you both and Korra's like Kaya, hi, what's up? This is me trying to do voices. And Kaya's like, it's not my business, but I wanted to say that you two make a beautiful couple. Beautiful couple's like bolded. Um, And they're like, what? How did you know? (laughs) And she's like, I suspected something was up when Tenzin told me you two went on vacation together. I remember my first getaway I had with my girlfriend. I'd never been so happy. Oh my god, Kaya was gay this whole time? And it's like, yeah, y'all couldn't have like thrown that in the in the show right. if that's the case. Yeah. Like even just like a like a off the hand mention. Yeah, like yes. that. Like just like yeah. what they did in the yes. comics, but it feels yeah, it, it feels cheap to have fleshed out her character so much and then just be like, "Oh, here you go, yeah. gay people, a little a little treat." Yeah. Little I do fun. I do agree that it's kind of like what J.K. Rowling tried to do with with Harry Potter where she's backtracking. She's like, "Oh, but all these characters are gay." And then you're like, "Okay, cool. So is Dumbledore going to have like a boyfriend and these prequel movies?" And she's like, "No, nope. no go go kill yourself." <laughs> <laughs> no. So um, I didn't mean for trans that part women to aren't women. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just get out of my up. bathrooms. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I feel like it is at least a little different because they do have it be like canon. Yeah, and it is like I I would say it's still they put effort into making it good rep. They mm-hmm. just did it too late, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's it's just it's like you said it's you have these characters who are already so fleshed out, and then you just throw out something that's honestly a big part of a character. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. your sexuality is a big part of who who you are, mm-hmm. and they just kind of tack it on at the end. Where I'm like, this is, would have been kind of integral to include earlier, but exactly, yeah. yeah. And I think a really big part of that is because it, it you know, the show ended in 2014. Yeah, um, times have changed. And this is the the first one in our list. And it was Nickelodeon. Like, yeah. who knows what they tried to write in that Nickelodeon wouldn't let them to? Like, yeah, you never yeah. really know. But also, like, it was two white cishet dudes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. who knows what they tried to write? In. Yeah. And <laughs> if they did, I'm giving them a lot of allowance here, like yeah. implying that they wanted to. Yeah. So yeah, do we want to move on to our next gay cartoon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so do we want to talk about our next gay cartoon? Yeah, what is it? You have the notes. It's Adventure Time. Ooh! <gasps> Wait, Sid, didn't you not finish Adventure Time? I've never seen Adventure Time. <laughs> no one's been... I haven't finished Adventure Time. I'm Are sorry. you kidding me? There's a lot of episodes. Yeah, yeah. and I've watched them all twice. Really? Well, yes. That's speak. a time commitment. Speak. Speak. Um, I watched it all in high school, and then I think maybe also... Um, and maybe, I don't remember when I finished. It might have been, like, my senior year of high school, because I think they'd already 
had the series like completed for a while and I had just never finished um but then eventually I, I got it together and I finished watching it all because I knew that you know Marceline and Bubblegum end up together and mm-hmm. I was like well I gotta I gotta see this so I finished watching it all it's very good especially later seasons I would say that if you've only watched early seasons of Adventure Time you've actually not seen it at all I would say that seasons like five to the end are the most important and they get really mm-hmm. kind of a lot darker than you would expect I which think that I might love. be why I stopped it's because it got darker. Yeah, because I was what, like, I was like not in the in the like mind yeah. to like. Do oh, dark it's kind things. of it's kind of mind mind. Um, what's a different mind heckery? It's very mind hecked. You know, like you get it's kind of like mind boggling. No, I was trying to say mind fucked, oh. but without saying it, <laughs> mind fricked. Yeah, mind hecked, <laughs> mind crafted. Yeah, so I mean, it gets a little bit dark, um, but it's always in, you know, the Adventure Time way of not being too dark. So I definitely recommend seasons like five through later. Like, they're all super good. Um, Make you question life a little, which is what I like. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Marceline and Bubblegum end up together, which I would say was actually a great instance of writing in gay characters. And like, they did it very well. Very smoothly. Yeah, it was... It wasn't just, you know, getting tacked on in even one episode or three. It was kind of like building up through seasons. And I was, yeah. it was it was beautiful. And, you know, they tied in the backstory, but they tied it in in a way that made me feel like they planned it from the start. It didn't feel like something yes. they just decided to do. It felt like something that f- fit in so perfectly to the already established backstory that it just, it went so well. Especially, I mean, you get to, I think it was Obsidian when we learn how uh, Bubblegum got Marceline's shirt. That she wears like I know what shirt I don't know what obsidian means. Yeah, so that's a new it came out on HBO Max in like twenty twenty or twenty twenty one. I don't know, man. I've seen clips on YouTube. Okay. Well the show ended in twenty eighteen and then Obsidian was like another like short mini series that they put out on HBO Mm -hmm. Max that's pretty much about um, Marceline and Bu- Princess Bubblegum. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I know. I've been meaning to watch that, but I haven't. I thought they already had alluded to how she got that shirt previously, but I also might have just been like confusing what clips I saw on Instagram mm-hmm. with what I'd watched in the show. Mm-hmm. So, yes, continue. Yeah, because, I mean, there's a shirt that you know pretty much from the moment it's introduced that it was Marceline's and is now Bubblegum's. Mm-hmm. And for the longest time, you don't really know how she got it you know that they used to be really good friends Mm -hmm. and now they're not and they're like trying to mend their friendship but in i'm pretty sure it's obsidian you find out that um marceline like threw her the shirt in like a concert yeah and that it's like a really sweet memory of Mm -hmm. like their youth Mm -hmm. it's like ah even though they like don't age or whatever (laughs) yeah they're they're youth one's a vampire and one's a immortal candy goddess yeah created Um, life couple goals honestly yeah um i just it's super cute i love them together so much especially because like all of those like kind of almost relationships they had with finn you could always tell we're never gonna go anywhere oh yeah like you were always like well that's never gonna happen buddy and so i thought that that was i thought that played in well and like I said, they just tied it really in. They tied it in really well to the existing backstory, and you know, I liked that. You know, they weren't friends for a while, and then they worked to become friends again, and then from there it became romantic. So it was yes. very planned and um, very like drawn out. Yes, my thoughts exactly. Cool. Yeah. Anything else? I I mean, I haven't seen. I I would like to watch it. I just don't it's really. Have, good. I don't. It's <laughs> really good. I, yeah. I should watch it. Just go on YouTube and watch like a two-hour compilation of no. all of their stories. Yes. 
No. Just do it. Seasons five through the end are amazing. You're missing you out so much. Cry if you cry your eyes out about the Ice King. That, I didn't, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was sad, but like, there's a lot of good content in there. Anyway, like, I can't imagine not like getting all the Adventure Time lore. It's so good. Um, but what was the. Yeah. I don't um, remember where I was going with that. Cool. Well, um, and then the other show that was sort of concurrent with Adventure Time was Steven Universe, which oh, ran no. from 2013 to 2019. Um, I've this, never seen Steven Universe. I haven't either. This I, one's Emma's. This one's <laughs> Emma's. I just want to preface this by saying I'm sorry, Emma, but like Steven Universe, um, their Tumblr fans turned me oh, it's into so um, a turf in middle school. Oh yeah, it was mm-hmm. really bad. I okay. really regret it. <laughs> I do in my notes. I do say that the fandom has cringed it, um, because I have never met a less welcoming group of people. Oh, outside oh, yeah. of some certain rallies. But yeah, so Steven Universe. If you're not aware, it's about like this kid who lives in this world where like there's like magic and like gems are people. So I'm going to mention a lot of characters whose names are just gemstones. Mm -hmm. Um, They are characters. Um, So Steven Universe has a couple canon um, relationships, gay relationships. I have never finished Steven Universe, (laughs) which tells you just how bad it is. Oh. (laughs) Oh, no. But, I mean, there's a canon marriage between Ruby and Sapphire. They live most of their life fused um there's a thing called like fusion where like your souls connect and you make like a new being um so garnet in the show is ruby and sapphire's fusion me and becca just have like (laughs) hundreds of question marks over our heads right now yeah 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 okay um i don't really like that yeah it's wacky uh but they are canon married um are you really That's... married if you're just a new organism? Well, I have a lot of, a... like, philosophical questions about this. They had this. a wedding. <laughs> hmm? They had a wedding. But then they became one <laughs> being. <laughs> they can unbecome one being. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> just, just... Oh. Okay. It just, it's a weird <laughs> premise, but it's cool. It is. that I, I would also argue that... Well, I guess I can't argue this because Legend of Korra started it. The red and blue gay trope. Like the red gay and the blue gay. It's time for my weekly mention of um, Voltron queer baiting me (laughs) with with the red and blue trope. For a second, I was like, "Are we going to talk about Voltron?" Because I was thinking everything we have is sapphic. Um, Oh, I mean, I can I I can bring it up later in like two seconds. Technically, Kibo's like okay, mom, mom, and all. Mm, yeah. Mostly more. Um, but yeah, so I can talk yeah. about Voltron for like two minutes later. There's not a ton to talk about in terms of representation. I'm not going to get into my queer rating problems with it this episode. That's a whole other thing. Uh, but yeah, Ruby and Sapphire also a red and blue couple. Um, and then there's also uh, Pearl and Rose Quartz, who have like a a relationship when they're younger, and then Rose Quartz leaves her for like a human man your Um, notes say dude with a bald spot and farmer's tan yeah (laughs) oh no yeah (laughs) um uh uh, but then uh rose quartz like kind of dies or like gets reabsorbed into her gemstone or something i didn't watch it far (laughs) enough (laughs) i didn't watch it enough to actually know Becca just about spat her 7-Up. Yeah, the looks it gave me almost made my 7-Up come back out my mouth. 
Um, but but after Rose Quartz like dies, Pearl has to like raise her son. <laughs> And that's what the show is about. It's about hey, Pearl. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wait, the son of the son of Rose Quartz and the human? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had no clue that this is what Steven Universe is about. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I thought it was about, but it yeah, was not any either. of this. No, it's it's pretty much exactly that. The one thing All I right. will say in defense of Steven Universe after I besmirched it is that it was created by Rebecca Sugar, mm. who is a queer person. Yes. Which is cool. Cool. And it's also it's not really the the show's fault if the fandom sucks. Yeah. Yes, because the fandom sucks so much. Yeah. yeah. But, like, so Steven Universe is the first one we're talking about where it is a queer creator versus, like, Adventure Time and Legend of Korra that we're just kind of guys being dudes. Guys being dudes. Writing shows. <laughs> oh, God. Um, but, yeah, anything else about Steven Universe? No. Like okay. I said, I didn't finish it. <laughs> okay, great. Now we can go on to She-Ra. Yay! <laughs> So we've all seen Shira. I saw it for the first time very recently. Ooh. Wow. When did you watch it? I think like just um before summer ended into into the semester. When did I watch? I watched the summer of uh 2020 first quarantine. Ooh. I think I watched um either last winter break on that media binge or the mm-hmm. summer of 2020 as well because I was on a different media binge then. Yeah. I've had a couple. But it was for, I yeah. So did we? So none of us like waited for the seasons to come out. So it ran from 2018 I, to 2020. I waited for the the last season. I don't think was out when I first started okay. watching. So I think there was some stuff that I missed. I had no intention of watching it before I watched it. Okay. I didn't like see anything. I was like, I should watch that, but wait. So you didn't know that it was I, gay. I I'm honestly not sure I heard much about it until my roommate watched it. Mm-hmm. And you just like overheard parts of it and started watching it too, or yeah, like she'd watch it like in our dorm room. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd just like glance over and it'd be like this cartoon, and I was like, "What's that cartoon called? Why is that character not wearing a real shirt? Who's Don't that girl?" Don't hate on Bo. Was I about to say? I was like, Bo was killing it Don't in that crop top. He was he was killing it, but that's the first thing I remember. Is like, huh? That's just a guy in a crop top. Um, yeah, he's our bi king, and bi-king. we love him. So, She-Ra and the Princess of Power, 2018, is a reboot of the She-Ra from the 80s. Which you should never try to watch. Which you no, should never try to I, watch. I did so try bad. to watch it. I was disappointed. So bad. Yeah. Um, She-Ra in the original series is like the sister of He-Man. Is this twin. She's just He-Man. twin. Cool. He-Man. He-Man, I really um, only like because I like the way he looks. I have no words. And I would like He-Man. to kid I just, him. I just like the video of like him and all the rainbows. <laughs> I watch that a lot, honestly. Um, <laughs> I, wasn't She-Ra, you know, the original, mm-hmm. not the good one, um, wasn't the original really only made so that like, oh, well, we want a female audience too. Let's we want girls yeah. to watch We want watch girls us. to buy our little action figures. Yeah. Um, yeah, so Noelle Stevenson, who is also queer and a king, a legend. A per- an amazing, amazing person. Yes, we love them. Um, they were like, let's make Shira, but make it gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just Adora. She is. Shira. <laughs> she is Shira, spoiler. Um, and 
basically it's just about her coming into her power and fighting evil but it turns out like she originated in the horde which is evil mm-hmm. and then she she learned that the horde was bad because she didn't know for some reason that the horde the she evil was, horde that she lived was in brainwashed. the fright zone she was brainwashed yeah um, like she was like raised as a baby by like evil people yes. in the horde so you know she was raised to think that all the princesses throughout the mm-hmm. land were evil and that yes. it was their job to eradicate them and then at some point she like accidentally gets left behind outside i think or she leaves the compound or yeah, Katra she, go on an adventure her, oh, yeah, right. so Katra, her best friend from childhood her bff mm, um, just some friends they, just some friends just girls who go on adventures together and can't keep their hands off each other and sleep in the same bed and sleep in the same bed, <laughs> same bed. <laughs> uh, sleep in the same bed um yeah, so they go on an adventure, and, and Adora finds this sword, and she's like, whoa, what's this sword? And then they have to go back home, and then Adora goes back out to find the sword, and she finds Glimmer, who's a princess, and Bo, who's her friend, who wears a crop top. Adora. Amazing. And yeah, Bo's crop top looks so good. It and um, Adora finds the sword, finds out she's she she joins the side of the princesses, and one of the major conflicts in the show is that Katra does not come with her and Katra stays on the side of the horde. Katra is very still has the dream of thirsting for power that they once both shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she feels really betrayed too. She, she feels, feels so like betrayed. Adora left her for these people that she thinks are evil mm-hmm. and that are out to destroy the world and that so yeah, she feels really betrayed and really left by she's Adora. She's a really sympathetic villain. I'm not sure we could call her a villain. Well, she's that's, like an anti-hero. That's really Ooh. funny because my girlfriend hates Katra. She has what? no sympathy for Katra. Yeah, we can't like talk about it. Um, um I was gonna say I was like, uh, uh, Katie, just... if you're listening, don't mention this part when you oh, talk to me about no. the podcast. Um, yeah, but I I love Katra. I mean, she's I think Noel like said something about how it's like, what if the bad person isn't really like bad and they want redemption you know catcher was just as brainwashed as adora she just didn't she just didn't get that opportunity to see something different and even though later on in the season she gets that opportunity to see things from a different light by then she is so overcome with rage because adora Mm -hmm. left her Mm -hmm. because she's in love with adora yeah there's a love with adora yeah it's it's a definite it's best friends to enemies to lovers and that is so good childhood best friends to enemies to lovers it is i said to enemies to friends to lovers but that gap is Really yeah, that's very pretty short. short. That season um, five gap is real short. Yeah, and it's, it's funny because you mentioned they sleep in the same bed, and I tried oh. to listen to this one podcast called like Shira, Princess of Progress or something. I'm I sorry, know. that sounds awful. It, it, it was it was bad. Um, I just wanted to listen to a podcast about Shira, mm-hmm. um, and they're talking about the first episode, and they were like, people are saying that it's like a gay thing because she's sleeping in her bed, but no, it's just a cat thing. Well, she <laughs> both. Is. You're she's a gay yeah, cat. Yeah, it can be both. Um, by the way, Katra. We should probably mention Katra is a cat person, anthropomorphized cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Yeah. Do not yeah at me. Yeah. I'm making the semicolon three face. Yeah, I, she I is. Hate. She is a little cat. She walks on all fours. It's fine. Just Google a picture. So of like her curled up at the at like the foot it of was, Adora's it, bed. It, it was a cat thing, and it was, it also was a very cat gay. thing. It yeah. was also a very we are best friends and we're in love, but the our situation means that we can't show affection in any way so this is how we're going to show affection to each other i'm not even sure they knew what romantic affection was at that point like i think i think they were just like they were young 
what at this point they're like maybe 16 mm-hmm. and like, like 17 mm-hmm. eh, maybe yeah i don't really know because like I don't, I don't know how much time passes in the show at all yeah but like they're they're young they've lived their whole lives in this army of of the horde like i don't think they know what romantic affection is so i think they're in love but they don't know it ever until so later seasons yes but um one of my favorite things about she-ra is that uh i haven't done the counting but i would say there's more queer characters than there are straight characters oh for sure yeah. because and not only do we have catra and uh, not only do we have Catradora. Catra mm-hmm. and Adora are lesbians. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's Spin, Spinarella, Spinarella, Spinarella and Natasha. Who are married and they don't fuse into one being. They are just no, married they're and just they love normal each other. married. Um, so Spinarella and Natasha, you see them from the very first season. Mm-hmm. They are like canonically married. They're think, kind of like background characters yes, for that first bit, but, but they really come good. into their own as like mm-hmm. real full characters. Yeah, and then we've got Bo. Um, he has two dads. Bo has two dads. Um, George we and love Lance. It. I love them so they much. They were iconic. Um, <laughs> I wanted to live in that library. <laughs> yes. I wanted to work there. They own a library but (laughs) Bo should be allowed to live his free life yes um one of in season four we get a non-binary character Mm -hmm. double trouble double trouble which i think is super 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 rad um they use they them pronouns and i think it's super cool because double trouble is a shapeshifter and they can turn into like any person i thought it was so cool how they did that Mm -hmm. yeah and so i think that really like makes a lot of sense to have that character be non-binary if you can like shift into whatever you want and i'm really jealous the character voiced by yes tobias um oh jacob tobias tobia Yes, they are non-binary. So, so that we is, got some oh of God, that more, to see it. the creator. Yes. And there's also, there's a lot of characters of color. Mm-hmm. So um, many. So many. And again, most of the characters are queer. And, you know, and not in these super, like, concrete ways. Because a lot of times when we're like, oh, we're looking, like, people say when they're looking for queer characters, like, sometimes they think, like, the only options are, like, gay or straight. Mm-hmm. They kind of still stick to that binary. And what I like so much is that, like, you had a whole spectrum of characters in She-Ra, um, like, there were ones who, like, I'm not sure if this was ever canon, but Glimmer's definitely bi. You oh, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She Glimmer had a, had a thing for Glimmer Adora. Glimmer had a thing yeah. for Adora, absolutely. Glimmer had a thing for that, Adora, like, but she ends up... Scene? They, like, cuddle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Glimmer has a thing for Adora, but, um, spoiler alerts, um, she ends up with Bo. Because is, they are childhood best friends. Because they're childhood lovers. best yeah. friends, and Bo has and abs. So it's, 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 it's a, it's a a het passing relationship but you know it still involves queer characters and so mm-hmm. i thought that was really important um representation too because it it wasn't just the binary of you're either gay or you're straight it's like here are there's so many options and, and so many different identities as we look through like background characters and side characters and characters who just show up for like a frame we see all levels of gender expression and androgyny mm-hmm. and uh, it's so there are not like I mean, there are, but there are not, like, girls and boys in this show. Mm-hmm. There's, like... I also think every single one of the princesses in, like, the Princess Alliance has, like, blushed at Adora. And it's because Adora's, Adora's so right. beefy. Adora turns into She-Ra, who's, like... And, so like, this, what, like, eight feet tall? She's eight, eight foot, foot tall. tall. She's buff. just a big, buff woman. And that was a sort of thing, because the original She-Ra, her outfit is, like, she's, like, got a strapless little dress on, and she's, like, really skinny. She looks like a Barbie. You know, like a female super... Yeah. Like a female superhero. Yeah. How they used to be. So, and then Adora's, like, design is, is really, like, tomboyish. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got, like, these spandex shorts on under her little skirt, and she's got a big-ass sword and she's got her um, big old hair and it's a really really interesting way I think of using blending femininity and like strength and androgyny all together yes. um, which and I think is super cool and like 
she's not a guy but she is a himbo you know yeah like, yeah she's, she's, I love she's her not so a himbo she's not a bimbo but she is a dumb jock lesbian. and I, yeah she she's is. a dumb jock lesbian and i am so in love with her and i can adore her yeah um there is a kiss at the end catradora mm-hmm. that's no that's backtracking I was just gonna say they they had to fight for that kiss. They yet did. Again. They did have to fight for the kiss. So Noel <clears throat> Stevenson um, knew this was also planned from the beginning, and you can see it. You can it makes tell. Sense. Yeah. If you oh god, you can tell that they're gonna end up together. Like you you're not just, watching the show. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It is painfully obvious that they're in love with each other, and you have to go through five seasons. Five whole it. seasons. Yeah. So that is the frustrating part. It's five seasons, but also they're on different sides of a war for the first four seasons. So true. Um, and then in the fifth season, so Noel had to like really fight um basically she had this one episode called save the cat um which is in the fifth season she had that written um while they were like sending out the first season to netflix um to try and get to show that like catradora would be a thing Mm -hmm. you know i mean save the cat is really cool because (laughs) adora well she saves the cat tra it's ah. the first time they see each other in a while. Mm-hmm. Catra's been abducted on a spaceship. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But the, what matters is that they see each other and, like, Catra dies and Adora, like, brings her back to life and, like, yeah. finds a new Shira form, which is, like, super hot. Oh, that was super incredible. Rad. It was so good. It's so hot. And, um, yeah, and then they're, like, holding each other and they're just, like, together again. And it's really intimate. Yes. It's really beautiful. And they're just, like, holding each other looking at each other and Bo and Glimmer in the background, like, my God, these bitches gay. For real. Hord- Hordak too. Yeah. Hordak. Like, uh, is that the guy who's the main one? Like, like the big evil guy? Because it, it was Hordak. Hord Prime. Hord Prime. Okay, Hord Prime, when he was showing Catra the oh, video yeah, yeah. of Adora. <laughs> she was like, he was, elevated he was like, heart oh rings. shit, she's gay. He was like, Adora means something to you. And she's like, no, she doesn't. <laughs> it, was, like, it, was, mm. it was beautiful. Can we talk about season four Catra's hair? Mm. How season- it got less puffy? And oh, more flat. Sure. And then can we talk about season five Catra's hair? Can we talk about Catra's outfits? Can we talk about Catra's... The boob window. The, the boob, boob window! window! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. It only takes two words to elicit such a reaction. All the outfits were just super cool. And while there was, yes, a boob window, it wasn't in a weird, like, sexualized no. way. Catra doesn't really have cleavage. Yeah. She has, like, a fur tuft. Because she is a cat. Um, <laughs> okay, let's not talk about that. When you go to look for the cleavage, but there's just a fur <laughs> But yeah, I think the really thing I love about the show is the characters are very attractive, but they're not sexualized. Yeah, yes. it's like, oh, oh my, the, the, the outfits of the princess prom or the princess. Oh my god, ah. yes. Ugh. Yes. So good. Catch her in a suit. If you mm, catch her, need to see catch her in a suit, everyone. You need, you I do. just watched that scene the other day. I was like, <sighs> so good. Also, side note, but while we're here, can we talk about how much I love Entrapta? Oh my god, I love Entrapta. Entrapta is an ace icon. Ace icon, I would say um, neurodivergent icon. Oh, for, oh, for sure. sure. Definitely. Absolutely. It was like almost definitely canon, at yeah. least, especially in like season four and five. Like Hyper fixation on science and technology. I, I can Entrapta so hard. I love her so much. <laughs> um, except she's like really smart, so not that part of it, but like the other parts. We like, pray to Entrapta we to bring us knowledge. She's the super smart. All of the princesses are just like super interesting. They have their yes. own unique They're all very capable. They're yes. all so what they want to do. I think this is one of the reasons that I think this show in particular is so good for like young children to watch. Mm-hmm. I know that we're talking about it as like 20-year-olds. <laughs> but um, and we're obsessed with it. <laughs> but um like kids who are I'm gonna say girls 
who want to watch princesses and want to be feminine, mm-hmm. they can watch this, which is all about princesses, mm-hmm. and they can see a bunch of rad princesses doing rad stuff all on their own without needing, like, uh, a man or, you know, he-man or anyone to come. <laughs> a man, a he-man. Yeah, and they're all expressing their femininity in yes, different ways. Exactly. Like, they're... And they're expressing femininity in different ways, but all of those ways are congruent with power mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. with and with capability. A lot of times, femininity is not seen as cohesive with those, or if it is, it is just a certain type of femininity. But all of these characters, or the ones who are feminine, they exude that, but they are all still powerful, but they all do it in different ways. There's no set type of this femininity is what makes you powerful. Like, yes. there's so many different kinds we and love. i i love that and then also for any kids who are like non-binary or mm-hmm, trans mm-hmm. Or, or queer yes. like this is the kind of show that i think kids need mm-hmm. and i think that brings up a really interesting like pipeline to us being like 20 year old queer <laughs> somethings because we didn't really have this type of media as kids no. we had nothing like this as kids and so i think it makes sense for us to be so into shows like this now because yep. they're feeling that something that we didn't have when we were younger and that's why i'm so passionate that like this is such a good kids show so we don't have peter pan syndrome we were just starved yeah yeah it's yeah. society's fault yeah yeah society yeah yeah i mean i i made my sister watch it mm-hmm. um i don't know if she liked it as much as i did but <laughs> she thought it was cute she she liked it one time she was in the shower and i like walked by and i heard like save the cat playing from in the bathroom so oh. i guess she <laughs> your watch- sister watches tv in the shower uh like her phone Oh, she's she's kind of cursed. <laughs> um, or she's gonna break her phone. No, I mean I would take my phone in to like what? Uh, yeah, I would do that too, Loki. It just wasn't that show. <laughs> okay. Um. But yeah, and I think that while there's like so many amazing am- examples of femininity, there's also female characters that don't have to be feminine. Like yes. Katra. Katra's really interesting because she has the long hair and then like the feminine body, but she presents as very like butch and she wears the suit. Mm. Um, she's very she's, aggressive. Yes. And Scorpia. Scorpia. Scorpia is just like she's got pinchers. She's a scorpion. She's a scorpion, like a scorpion woman. Scorpion person. She's not like she's got like she's got a, a normal tail person face though, and she's got big chop chops. Yeah, and she has she's super buff, and she has like a great undercut. Yes. Um, but she also it, like embraces her feminine side. Like she looks super butch, yeah. and then when she dresses up in princess, princess prom, prom and the, the mermaid in the underwater thing, yes. she like. So you're able to play around with it in like all these different and ways. And her singing, and her oh, singing, I forgot she's so about cute. that. And like, I, I, I agree. And like, it's also interesting because then you have you have characters like Bo who are like cis male, but like they are displaying their gender in their own unique way. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Seahawk. as we've mentioned, <laughs> Bo wears a crop top with a giant heart on it, and yeah. I love him. And you know what? That doesn't make him any less of a man if that's what he identifies Makes as. Makes more of a man. Yeah, so, like, this is, like, I, I love the representation of gender and identity that we get in this show. And, like, Seahawk, as we, Seahawk is... He's a himbo. He is a that himbo. That is a straight-up himbo. That is a sailor but himbo. You know what? He, he is a sailor himbo simp, my yes, dad. Yeah. He simps for Mermista, who Rightfully is a badass. So. is like, low-key, like... I simp for Mermista. Yeah, she's she's incredible. And she she's one of the ones that goes all blushy at She-Ra, but, like, she likes Seahawk, but, like, she doesn't want to admit it. But it's not one of those weird relationships that you usually see where it's, like, the guy's really into her and she's, like not into him i feel like they do a good job of writing it so that it's like 
it shows that she's just like emotionally repressed and doesn't want to yeah. open up. Yeah. I bottom line, all of these characters are bottom, amazing. The bottom line, she is amazing. So good. Yeah. Everyone watch She-Ra. Definitely Go watch She-Ra. She-Ra. She-Ra was my first like gay cartoon. She-Ra, honestly, I'm not gonna like change my life. Yeah. yeah. It set it's me really on a different good. trajectory. You I just, have a lot of Catra stickers on your iPad, if that's what you mean. Okay. Um, <laughs> didn't need to out me like that, but oh. yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's just, it, it was like the first time, I guess also because like, I really, really, really strongly resonate with Adora because mm-hmm. our personalities are like really similar. And like, apart from all these like amazing representations of gender identity and sexuality, it's a really well written show and it deals yes. a lot with like the hero complex and, and like the abuse. Of, and there's a yeah. good, there's a good plot. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. great action. Plot. There's mm-hmm. good fights. There's yes. all this stuff. So like, you know, we're talking about all the queer stuff in it and that stuff is, you know, entirely a giant part of it. You can't talk about the show without mm-hmm. talking about the queer and representation parts but that doesn't stop it from being well written no. you know it's not just representation for representation's sake it's a mm-hmm. good show it's amazing in, in nearly every aspect yeah yeah it's it was a really really amazing show and i highly recommend it if you haven't seen it um and yeah it was it was made by noelle stevenson who's a non-binary like trans mask person mm-hmm. um they use like all pronouns um they're super cool i've been watching like they're uh they've been on tea and they got like um uh, chest surgery mm-hmm. um, and I just yeah they just like it's so amazing seeing someone like go through this process of finding their own identity even if it's like a celebrity or someone mm-hmm. it, but just like seeing people grow happier and more comfortable with their body is yeah. a really beautiful thing and yeah. and the fact that someone like Noelle was able to take a show and make it so successful and yes. make yes. it resonate with so many people and like finally seeing someone from the lgbtq plus community you know have a way to have a voice and mm-hmm. to represent themselves and others in media is just so important and for once i hate netflix for so many reasons but thank you netflix for yeah. not making us wait till like the last scene or last season to get some like some representation, some representation. Up in there. yeah it was it was there thank you netflix thanks for that netflix don't get don't let it go to your head. Don't yeah, like head. Netflix. Let's keep the ego boost down. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix. Speaking of Netflix. Uh, we got Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beast, um, which all came out in 2020. Somehow I looked it up. I did. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. It's all when I watched it, but yeah. <laughs> I'm on. I'm on season three now. How many seasons are there? Four. Three. Oh, okay. Yeah. I really thought there were only two. So when <laughs> you said that you were on like season two already, I was like, damn, they're almost finished. And then. <laughs> And then you're like moving on to season three, and I was like, huh? Oh, what's that? <laughs> um, but yeah, I so I haven't finished it entirely. The it's just a super um, cute show. It's got the same like kind of quirkiness as um, uh, Shira. All the main characters are like of people of color. All of them, um, and it is incredible. Yes, every single one. Um, and so then there's this one guy named Benson, um, and he's super cool. And at one point, he and Kipo, Kipo's like a little girl and she she's like a mutant jaguar but like she's working on it i don't it doesn't we're not gonna talk we're too all much working about on Kipo. ourselves um but basically uh Kipo like tries to tell benson that she likes him and he's like oh well it's just that i'm gay mm-hmm. um and she's like oh well thank you so much for being you like this is really embarrassing but thanks for being you and then they hug and it's just so sweet and i what it's really different about that is i think the words i'm gay 
mm-hmm. um, which you never even hear in like She-Ra no. um, or a lot of other media. They just show that people are gay through their relationships with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they, they completely verbalized it mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. in Kipo, which I love. Kipo, bottom line, is an amazing show. I love it. Got some great representation, lots of characters of color. Kipo, the main character, um, she is biracial. Her parents are, are black and Korean, and I love that. I love that so much. And, you know, and her, her voice actor is the same person who voice actors uh, Glimmer in mm-hmm. She-Ra, Karen Fukuhara, who is incredible. Mm-hmm. I love her. Her and voice music to my ears yeah so it, it, it's really good it's really great i would say the vibes are a, a kind of similar to like adventure time where it's kind of it's you know it's quirky you know just people doing things going on adventures cool music lots of really interesting yeah. characters the characters all the side characters are fascinating mm-hmm. um so it's a really good show but yeah mainly i would say the main queer representation comes from benson and um his his love interest. Oh, what's his name? I don't know his name. That's really <laughs> awkward. His name, he's not a main oh, character. Oh, Troy? Maybe. Trey? One of those. Uh, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Kipo's not a show about relationships. Um, it's, I mean, it's a show about friendships. Yes. Um, and I think that's also really important to have kids have a show where the main character doesn't end up with a love interest. They just end up with a group of like, quirky awesome friends who yeah, love them yeah. and care about them i think that's really important too yeah and like you know your show doesn't have to be about relationships to writing gay characters in yep. fact mm-hmm. that is not how it should be at all you know mm-hmm. and every show ever should have gay characters in it because chances are if you're writing about a show that has more than one person in it there there's gay people involved i mean yeah. like you statistically. can't yeah statistically I don't want to name the statistics myself, but you know, there's <laughs> yeah. there, there there's a lot more there's queer like people than you think. Hundred percent gay people in this room right now, guys. And, and that's <laughs> how you know. <laughs> and so I, I I love that you know the show is not necessarily about Benson and his relationship with with this boy love interest because mm-hmm. that's not at all like a main part mm-hmm. of the show. But it's not unimportant, and yeah. it's not like it's not a part of his character. So I think mm-hmm. they did a really good job of of weaving that in. Yes. It's like a weave-in background one without being like a throwaway, like like we were talking about like Cora at the end, just yeah. like yeah. throwing it in there. You have to find, you have to strike the balance between, um, you know, making your characters queer and having letting them have representation without acting like that's the only reason you wrote them in. Like, Benson isn't only in the show because he's gay. Mm-hmm. Benson brings so much to the table and to the group. He just also happens to be gay. But it's also not like they don't focus on it. They do focus on it and give it attention. So I think they hit that, like, rare and hard-to-find balance. Nice. I was thinking about how, how I haven't watched it. I've been focused on watching our, our next show. <laughs> um, but I, when you said, like, the one character initially asked Benson out, and mm-hmm. then that's what caused Benson to come out and say, actually, I'm gay. Mm-hmm. At first, I was thinking, oh, so it's a lot like, um, like season three of Stranger Things, when we see um, Steve and Robin, and Steve tries to ask her out, and... Robin non-verbally which I'll get to tells him like no I'm 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 a lesbian but even that she never vocalized that yeah she just kind of like gave him a look and was like oh Steve <laughs> like I actually I've had a crush on like you know Tammy Thompson it's like Tammy Thompson's a girl Steve <laughs> <laughs> that's funny too though yeah, but again, it's not that that verbalized. Yeah, I think it's important to like normalize it too. Yeah, like yeah. just like hey, I'm gay. Like just yeah. 
just say the word. Being able to say that and then also having it be received well on the other Mm -hmm. end in like a positive way Mm -hmm. I thought was really important. Like last episode we talked about how Buffy was so weird when Willow came out to her and that's just a tough thing to watch you know and I I get that it's realistic but it's it's really nice to see people just be like oh I'm so embarrassed and then but like I'm happy for you and like give them a hug. And things weren't really awkward after that. Like they they moved on really fast from that and again it's because relationships aren't really the main point of the show but I thought that it was like their friendship just bounce back to normal yeah so yeah that's uh that's kipo i recommend watching it the music's great yes it is really good i'm really excited to finish it okay emma so the owl house yeah 2020 to 2021 it's got one and a half seasons out created by dana terrace uh who's queer and um one of the writers on the show who writes some of the gayest episodes is molly knox ostertang who is noel stevenson's wife so there's that she wrote enchanting grom fright Mm. Yeah, so well, of course she wrote the Grom episode. Yeah, you want to tell us about your initial thoughts about the Owl yeah. House? <laughs> so, so I just started watching the Owl House three days ago <laughs> in preparation for this episode. So you're welcome. Um, the Owl House basically follows um, this human named Luz, who sort of falls into this different realm mm-hmm. where there's magic and demons and witches. And she's really determined to become a witch despite being a human. Um, And one of the witches that she meets on her journey is Amity. And um, I have this in my notes as they are rivals to lovers. Because initially, her and Amity do not get along. Mm -hmm. Amity picks on her friend. Um, Amity just is kind of she's like a mean girl amity has a lot of internalized insecurity that she shows by lashing out to other people but she eventually overcomes it with the power of friendship thank you for coming to my ted talk the amity, power of amity kins rise up <laughs> <laughs> but then you know they slowly they get more friendly mm-hmm. and they bond and there's this episode where they have a thing called grom which is their realm version of prom every gay every gay cartoon needs a prom episode every gay episode Mm. needs a prom episode Mm -hmm. um and the thing about grom is it's all about facing your biggest fear Mm -hmm. and they are like amity what's your biggest fear and she's like super tight-lipped not telling there's this pink piece of paper that she's not letting no (laughs) one see and in the end her biggest fear is lose rejecting her um and like ripping apart her the pink paper that was her asking Luz to go to Grom with her. Um, she didn't end up asking Luz. She did not end up asking Luz. This is a this is a one sided thing for mm. a while, but we all know. Yeah, Emma's gonna love season two. Yeah, and I love season two. I finished season one about an hour ago. <laughs> yeah, approximately like two minutes before we started recording. Yeah, and I also, I only watched season one. I'm really behind. I need to watch season two. I know some of what happens because I'm very bad and the internet spoils everything oh, me for me. Too. Yeah. Um, like you don't even want to know what One Piece spoilers I found out, unfortunately. <laughs> hey, um, Drake. <laughs> hey, Drake, if you're listening to this. <laughs> so I, but, you know, it's really good because even before the Grom episode, you can tell that, um, Amity has a crush on Luz. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of was, blushes. And, and Luz, I would say, it's not that she doesn't have a crush on Amity yet. She might. I have no clue. But Luz is... 
She's unaware. She's a little yeah. slow. She's when it comes doing to her own thing. She's off in her own world. She's a yeah. little quirky. She's not really thinking about that kind of stuff. To be fair, she's in like a magical demon realm. Yeah, like, she's living, a little preoccupied. Yeah, she's yeah. like living with a witch and a little dog <laughs> demon, and she's going to like wizard school, dark Hogwarts. Yeah, um, <laughs> like they. Yeah. She has her own stuff going on, mm-hmm. so it's very. Um, again, you can't really say whether or not Luz, or Luz has a crush on Amity, but Amity is definitely the one who yes. shows it first. There's a lot of blushing. There's a lot of running the other way when Luz comes around. And I'm like, oh, Amity. And I little. do think even, I would say, it might be like episode two when you first see this. Three. <laughs> How do you know what I'm going to say? I don't know. Amity doesn't show up until episode three. I'm not talking about Amity right oh, now. shyster. Oof. Um, we see Luz like canonly be bisexual and blush when like men and women like approach her actually it might be episode three or four when amity's older sister oh talks yeah. To her. Twins. yeah um the twins are my sexuality <laughs> the actually. twins are my sexuality yeah amity um, has an older brother and sister who are twins named edric and emra and they are they're, they're little mischievous they're mischievous of shit and yeah. i love them so much and loose blushes loose blushes a at lot both of them. she's a bisexual disaster she is emphasis on the disaster yeah, yeah. um I don't, I won't, I'll try not to be too spoilery, but um, my favorite thing about uh, the Owl House is that it doesn't follow this sort of um, model that previous cartoons had to work with where it's all implicit up until the end. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it is very explicit, like Amity wanted to ask Lucy to prom, or Grom. That is Um, in writing. That Mm -hmm. is in writing. Uh, It gets more canon and obvious. <laughs> I've heard I've heard there's some hand holding. I've heard there's some cheek kissing. Okay, it's just like just I, I just like just watch is, the show. It's so hard for me to not like start like reciting this one scene right now. Um but I'll I'll avoid it for Emma's sake. But um yeah, so in it's not it's not the end game of the show. It's not end game. It's like part of their journey. Mm-hmm. Um and I think that's a really interesting thing. That's one of the like uh newer things that I think Owl House brings to the table. A couple other things to note about the Owl House, it's on Disney Channel. It's mm-hmm. on Disney, which is interesting considering Disney's track record. Well, and they are going to screw them over because they they cut season three in, in like to, to like three 45-minute specials, mm. um, which is not cool. And that's like six real episodes, but that's like a quarter of a season. Yeah, yeah. so they, they are already like ixnay on the owl house a um but another another thing i don't know you guys haven't gotten to them yet but there's a non-binary character named rain i've I've heard about them yes they are so cute um they're just a little they're a bard what more do i have to say i I heard Um, that they and a certain milf happen yeah they and ida are canonically exes um, Ooh, that's more spicy, right? Than I it was it's very be. spicy. Um, it's it's really good, and <sighs> yeah, it's just so nice to have that casually people just yeah. dropping the they into sentences and just hearing like these characters that you've grown attached to and you love, like just using they them pronouns is really yes. uh, like euphoric for me. Um, just yeah. because it's not something that you hear a lot and. It does make a difference. Like, literally when people will refer to me with my proper pronouns, it makes me happy because I'm so deprived. Guys, everyone go to Sid's DMs and drop a, they're a good person. 
just, quote. Hey, I heard about Sid. They're a good person. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but, okay, don't don't do that. <laughs> but I, I I really like that that casual that casual reference to gender identities and the proper pronouns a lot too. They do the same thing in Shira with mm-hmm, Double mm-hmm. Trouble. Like they never have this moment where they're like, they oh yeah, they're binary. They're, they're they're non-binary or they use they them pronouns or yeah. like they don't ever have to really point it out. Mm-hmm. I like that they kind of just write it in as if it's natural to. To kind of like assume that before yeah. assuming a gender almost like Which, they they never have to introduce themselves that way really at yeah. least not in Shira I don't know about no I mean, yeah no um the Owl House Reign is just like non-binary and it's um it's like it's kind of different what we were talking about from like ex- explicating that you're gay I think it is different for gender identity because mm-hmm. it is very much like. <laughs> While we shouldn't assume that straight is the norm and we should, like, elevate chances for people to, like, come sort of, like, express themselves more, I think that in the idea of, like, just gender, we shouldn't, I don't want to say assume people's gender because that phrase has been ruined. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's important to be, I don't, I don't know, just, like, less, less othering of gender like not making a big deal out of the fact that mm-hmm. they wish to go by they them like mm-hmm. that's that's just who they are that's part of their life and that's how people in the show then refer to them like it's never mm-hmm. it's not a point of contention you yeah. know it's not like a plot point mm-hmm. it's just those are their pronouns like i i think that's really important um and it was the same the same in shira and i do agree i think that like um when it comes to being openly gay, like, there's a difference between, you know, be feeling comfortable with saying, oh, I'm gay. Like, mm-hmm. I say that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, a difference between creating a space where it's safe enough to say something like that mm-hmm. and um, then with gender identity, like, that assumption of any gender, especially of a binary one, is really harmful. Mm-hmm. And I... Yeah, I don't know exactly how to put it into words either. It's def it's a it's a weird thing to try and put into words, but like it, it's I think do think it's really important. Thank you, Dana Terrace, yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and Noel yes. for giving me that. So if we're gonna talk about bad rep, let's talk about some bad cartoon. And rep. I mean, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna go into I'm not gonna go into too much the queer baiting part of Voltron because there's some actual queerness in Voltron that is Ooh. a bit more important I never finished it because I found out I was being queer baited so mm. I uh, refused to finish Voltron but um we do have the red and the blue characters who you think are going to be gay for each other and then they aren't um, which ruins my life, personally. Um, <laughs> I was looking through my camera roll from, like, 2016, and all I have is a bunch of Clance fan art, and oh I was about to cry. And I was looking at it, and... Never mind, I'm not going to say which class. Do you want to <laughs> give a, a brief rundown of Voltron? I, I have never remember. seen it or even looked um, into it. So Voltron, I think it's a reboot of the original. I think there was... An, it's kind of like she where there was an older show. Mm. And it's based off of, like, this kind of mech idea where uh, these teenaged pilots they each pilot their own mechanical um cat robot i would say (laughs) and they can fight individually in those cat robots it sounds a lot worse than it is um i thought this show was cool (laughs) Uh, i don't remember saying that that? i know tumblr no (laughs) did tumblr tell you it's queer bait (laughs) because uh and then 
Or they can be like Voltron, symbol, and then they all of their individual robots come together into this big, giant, man-looking robot who, you know, uh, oh, Lance controls the left leg, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's really it's a so good it's, show. It's Power Rangers. Yes, <laughs> it's cat, Power cat Rangers. Catgirl Power Rangers. Catgirl Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, except there's. Yeah. Um, it's like Cat Girl Power Rangers, and I'm pretty sure it's based off of an older version of the same show, but the new one is, I guess, better. You know, there's some characters of color in there. Some. 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 Uh, uh, yeah. And, you know, Keith and Lance, I'm so sorry if you don't know this. They're not gay for each other, canonly. No. They are in my head and heart forever. Um, there was a lot of blue and red and then purple lighting going on that they never capitalized oh, on, man. and I'm so mad. We all know what that means. Yes. And it, it was perfect, like, rivals to lovers energy that they just messed out on. So it's their loss, really. And the loss of my time. But <laughs> but there is one queer character, um, Shiro, the captain, kind of, of the the the, the the Voltron gang whatever um, whatever he does I it's been so long since I've seen it because it's traumatizing um, <laughs> but he has a boyfriend slash fiance back on Earth I think because they're out in space for all this I guess that's a good oh. plot point they're in space or whatever um, fighting evil and so he has it as he has, one does he has a male fiance cool um, I would like cool. to point out that that's not at all pointed out in the seasons I watched it's not until later they definitely probably wrote it in as an after mm. effect. And I'm um, pretty sure the fiance dies. Oh. So perfect barrier gaze Bar- trope. Barrier gaze. We should make a barrier gaze jingle. No. It's, and then it's like, <laughs> you guys never want to do my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Just that one. Earlier um, I suggested that we sing the she intro. That wasn't a joke. That was just singing. Yeah. And it was bad. And w- then we started singing. And it was bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, bad. So, and then cartoons. Um, if you get to talk about uh, Voltron, I want to talk about Hunter Hunter oh, because I've been staring that's into an anime. It is animated. We could always do a gay anime episode. A gay anime episode. Well, I've been staring into Kilo's eyes this entire time because. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Becca's wearing a Kilo shirt. And it's, he looks so good on this shirt too. He really does. He's so cute. Um, yeah, basically, uh, Kilua is obsessed with Gon. There are two twelve-year-old boys. They are best friends. They are gay. They are in in, in our minds. In, uh, I would say Kilua, they're gay. Kilua is in love with Gon. I would say at least that. Yes, Kilua is in love with Gon. I would he say gets he's jealous when Gon goes on dates with other people mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's, that's pretty good yeah and he 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 gets very jealous and and territorial a little bit and he will go to the ends of the earth to protect gone um and it's just really sweet and i love them and i just i want them to hold hands and get a milkshake together yeah i, I just want like, them to be buddies and like hang out and then like see what happens you know like i feel like when they're older because yeah. they're like 12 those cute and innocent ones are always what gets me because i wrote that down for owl house too because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. luz and amity are like 14 yeah so everything is very like cute and innocent and like it's all very and young hands. love you know yeah. there's like there's nothing sexual about it which yeah. is what i really like to see because a lot of times especially you know being gay or queer is stigmatized as something inherently mm-hmm. sexual yeah. like you know like you can't show gay couples kissing on screen but you can show straight couples because mm-hmm. one is just inherently more provocative which mm-hmm. is just not true or better it's, suited for children yeah so like I, I i do like that um 
that that like young and innocent part of things mm-hmm. although with with hunter hunter you know it's not ever like explicitly canon but i would say it's implied so heavily that i will take it yeah it's <laughs> it's you can't tell me that kula is not like there's a very intimate emotional relationship there yeah that like transcends friendship mm-hmm. and yeah also um Karapika's non-binary thank you for coming to my ted talk anyway do you have a bad queer uh gay cartoon that you want to talk about emma i've been trying to think of one and i can we already talked about steven universe (laughs) (laughs) we did already talk about steven universe we included that in our notes um yeah we said that it was bad in our. i think it's good if you can't think of one i think that that might be good too yeah Yeah. i mean because a lot of minor um I don't want to get like too into queer bait because I do feel like that's its own episode content. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting with queer bait in general, like the the plausible deniability that the creators get. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Well, it's not my fault. You read that they were gay," and I'm like, "Okay, well, when you, especially in anime, they do this a lot where." people will be like, oh, how come in every anime you watch you think that these two male characters are going to end up together? What if they're just good friends? And I'm like, well, if you don't write any good female characters and you write these two male characters with an intense emotional bond and I'm left with nothing else. Yeah. Like, you can't blame me for that. Yeah. Which is funny because that's like the opposite problem that we're talking about with Korra, mm-hmm. where they don't, they don't queer bait. They don't queer. There is no they're, bait. <laughs> there is only... Not doing it at all until the end. Yeah, hand holding. <laughs> yeah, I do think that we should um, all watch Q Force and get back. To yes, it. we we because are... I am very interested to see what I'm going to think of it because based off yeah. the trailer, I feel like it might have some intense hatred. Oh, really? Oh, mm. I uh, didn't. I didn't. What? Y'all didn't watch the trailer? I just no. saw the cover art and I was like, this looks like something that I would not enjoy. Yeah, you sent a screenshot and I was yeah. like, oh, G Force? Oh, no. Nope. Q Force. Q Force. I thought it said G Force. And that's. I mean, I mean, I, I, I think we should watch it because I'll be interested to see what we think of it because mm-hmm. okay. it's such like an adult oriented cartoon okay. about openly gay characters. But mm-hmm. I do have the feeling it's not going to be my cup of tea. Well, then we can say that on yeah. our podcast because we have a forum for that now. So true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we'll we'll be back with perhaps Q Force. Um, Q Force. We also when... talked about maybe doing a lesbian pulp mag episode. Yes, I watched a, a documentary for class today about lesbian like pulp Today? fiction yeah like this morning did you text me about that this morning yeah it's been a long it's day been a long i thought day. that was like three days ago yeah, yeah no um and we i really want when season 2b of owl house drops i would like to have you guys watch it and then yeah. we can share our thoughts on that and mm-hmm. i can finally talk about that scene that's gonna make me go feral oh <laughs> you and i are gonna talk about that scene oh, yeah, in about two days about that scene okay um, but yeah, thanks for coming to our queer talk. Yeah. I've made that joke like three times in this episode. The, like <laughs> TED Talk, but queer? Um, no, I've just said the TED Talk joke twice, and uh, then I made it queer this time. The yeah. Qued Talk. The Qued Talk. <laughs> thanks for, for coming to our Qued Talk. Thanks for our, our Qualies. We always forget to talk about our Qualies, because I we do don't have love any. that. <laughs> <laughs> no one listens. Yeah. But Hi, I have fun. Kylie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so thanks for tuning in, guys, if you're there. If not, that's okay, too. It's fun. Just chatting. Just chatting. Just just chatting. All right, I've been Sid. I've been Emma. I really hate that this is how we close our episode. Too bad! And I've been Becca. <laughs> and you heard it queer first. <laughs>